Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey this is liz this is heather And in this final week of Shark Month, we are covering Sharknado and the top things that we learned from doing Shark Month. And there's spoilers here, but you don't need to avoid it if you haven't seen the show. Let's hit that music. So we're back for week four of Shark Week, Shark Month, whatever it is. (laughs) You have it like a jingle for every of our theme months. Hey, you know, I'm I'm a jingle kind of (laughs) gal. Yeah, this month has been crazy. Like we have gotten so much positive response and just people reaching out. and, And, you know, yeah, we've had a few people being like, oh, sharks scare me or oh, sharks are bad. But again, it's been a really, really small number. Most people have been super excited and pumped and sharing it. And last week, you know, we had Stephanie Brendel from Shark Allies on the program with us to talk all about sharks. And it was just awesome. And they've been awesome sharing it. So this has just been a really fun month. Yes. It's going to lead into our next month. Killer bees. Friend or foe. (laughs) 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 Almost did a spit take on that one. The honey badger doesn't really give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I was, um, I went last night and met up with some of our local area, uh, podcasting friends and we went to Coral Sword and just sat around and recorded and it was a lot of fun. And we started talking about these, you know, animal programs and documentaries and things like that. And of course the honey badger one came up and. It was just like, God, I, I could seriously just sit and make commentary on documentaries all day, and that would be awesome. I know. So. How do you get the rights to them to do your commentary on them? That I don't know. So I think that's the problem. And I think that's where we're going to come into some questions with the Sharknado movie, too, because I have questions. I have a lot of questions. Well, you can so. have questions. We just can't film it. You know, we can't just play it. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't, mean, I don't mean that. I'm just saying, like, I have questions as how these movies keep being made yeah because as of the date of this recording i believe there i believe there are five but i think a sixth one is either out on its way or coming so yeah i don't i don't know i don't understand let me so um i'll tell you just real quick uh the fur my first exposure to sharknado was i was sitting in bed reading my ipad or something and I'm like, Twitter is going crazy about something called Sharknado. Mm-hmm. I, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't uh, write past wrongs. I would simply listen to the, uh, watch the 
Sharknado when it first aired alongside tweeting it. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't even remember when Sharknado kind of came into my consciousness. I, we probably didn't have cable at the time, so it just kind of was a fleeting, hmm, that's weird, and wow, how did things like that get made? Probably the first time I really even put stock into it or thought about it was when Craig had to do a last minute um, panel for Tara Reed at Comic Palooza a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, when she was there, it kind of sparked that. And it was like, oh, well, damn, there's a couple of these now. So it was a little weird, but I've never seen them. I just watched it the other day for the first time. And wow. Yeah. So I. There's a lot of movies that you know that are clearly making fun of themselves. And I feel that Sharknado figured out that it was being stupid maybe halfway through. Um, Mm. But I don't know if it was halfway through filming or what. But, you know, sci-fi movies are always really known for their just crazy low budget. So just the stupidest thing. So I... But normally when a movie is making fun of itself... You can tell it a little better during the movie, so I'm really kind of wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I honestly kind of feel like they made a a really shitty movie, realized it was a really shitty movie, and then poked fun at it in the aftermath. Like, I think they probably went through it thinking, hey, we're making a pretty quality horror film here. I, I don't know. I think they changed a couple of the ending scenes. Um, or maybe they just didn't tell all the actors. <laughs> they just told a couple of them. <laughs> I don't know if Tara Reid would have acted any differently. It, I, it was I, just she, terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. You want to talk about somebody with vacant, dead doll eyes? There you go. I know. I, 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 just, just, I guess she does. She has quite a following. But, yeah, just, like, no inflection in her voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't care about anything. Just go away. You only get to see your child one day a month. Yeah, Ugh. I know. Um, I'm going to kind of so jump, jump into the movie. I was going to say, yes, let's let's jump in. So I, gonna... I want to talk about, so um, Ian Ziering, which is, uh, no, it's Ian. Sorry, he says Ian. Ian. Yeah. Everybody else yeah. in the world that has the same name says Ian. He's Ian, yeah. Um, He's Ian Ziering. Yeah, so. so Ian Ziering is like, oh my God. There is an abandoned school bus filled with children and sharks swimming around. I better go save them. And Tara Reed's like, see, this is the problem. You care about other people more than you care right. about your family. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Let the kids die. Fuck them. I know. Fuck those kids. Yeah, that's about halfway through this horrible movie. But yeah. yeah by the way, like, my acting just then was much better than Tara's. It really was. I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I thought I was hearing you know, lines directly from the movie. <laughs> Good God, she is so bad. So, anyways, let's start. Let's start back at the beginning. Okay. And I want to say that this movie just opens right into sharks. Well, well, one, it goes into the shark finning issue, but there, there is a tornado of sharks already, just like right up front, yeah, like a water spout. But they do, they do actually. I honestly, I think they hit the finning thing better in Sharknado than they did in the Meg. Yeah, they might have they, gone they, further they, into it in the Meg and then trimmed it back, but uh, yeah. Um, you know, Sharknado, I mean, that had to have been a cheap as shit uh, scene to film. And they're like, let's, let's add all the depth we need. <laughs> right. 
Well, and again, they they got the point across a little bit more about how despicable the trade is rather than, man, that giant shark that doesn't even know what a boat or other sharks is just ate a boat full of other sharks. It must be really mad. I'm like, no. <laughs> Why would it know that? It's been eight miles down. It has no idea. So, uh, yeah, but it just starts right there. And, you know, they've got like the businessman in the boat. He's trying this. Okay, so when is the captain of the shark boat now in charge of also making shark fin soup to sell to some guy? <laughs> he's like, also, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a culinary expert. So let me just right, go ahead like, and brew this up. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> what if you like just put too much salt in there? And then he's like, man, well, that's bad shark fin. He's like, no, it's too much salt. <laughs> but but also, what does that have to do with the price of anything? For the price of shark fins. Like, just because this guy can't make fucking soup, do you think it tastes different from one place to another? Of course it does. But what does it matter where the sharks come from? Like, it's just this weird, convoluted, like, you can just tell this guy's going to get shot. And I don't know where he thinks he's going to go, right? Because he's got a gun. The other guy's got a gun. They're shooting at each other back and forth. Where does he think he's going? He's on a boat in the ocean. Like, (laughs) I know they're off the coast of Mexico. They are not, uh, you know... (laughs) It's just, They're not close. Yeah, the premise of the of the trade seemed a little odd. First of all, yes, you're subject to taste my soup. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know it's not like here's my refined cocaine. It would be like here's my you know pre processing cocaine. Trust me, it tastes good. Right, and then they're like, yeah, here's we've got you know twenty thousand sharks on the boat. I'm like, your boat is not that big, like. Sharks are big. They take up space. And yes, even if you're just cutting the fins off, come on now. But I don't understand what this scene at all. Again, it, it does bring notice to what is happening. And that, and that they throw them back into the water. They just cut the fins off and yeah. throw the sharks in the water. Yeah, yeah, they throw them back in. But but again, this scene literally has nothing to do with a Sharknado or this catastrophic event that is happening. So the I don't understand thing, why it's there. Yeah, because... Yeah, there was a couple things. Like one, there seems to be a lot more sharks than there are in the ocean um, out and about now. Second, do they like have this like psychic link to one another so they know now that all people are bad? Because well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like the Meg. He's been two miles down for sixty-five million years, but he knows what a boat is, or he cares that other sharks that the he eats are being killed. Oh, I that's, don't think I that mean, really happened on the Meg. No, I think they, well, they I really that. backtracked that that language <laughs> in the mag they're like you know what it's yeah. stupid don't never mind right <laughs> they're just like just roll it back just roll it well okay we paid for the boat we blew it up so all right let's just do the bare minimum bare minimum but yeah again this this scene made no sense at all it was just weird from the start yeah I don't know if this is a little background for our listeners I've recently moved to the area in which Sharknado is based mm-hmm. and um. I believe that I've found a lot more humor in it as a result. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, they were like showing like these little like sleepy, uh, sleepy beach towns that close mm-hmm. to L.A. Yeah, they're not sleepy that close yeah, to no. L.A. Uh, you could drive the you can drive the Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah, it's this little meandering highway and you've got small little towns. But everything is packed, especially in the summer. And so you'd have to go like way further down than than that. And definitely the biggest drunk in the bar wouldn't drive that from Beverly Hills oh my every God. day. John Hurd in this role. Yeah, he was, was awesome. Was just 
I mean, and this is just like, I imagine it was fat, washed up, drunk John Hurd. Like, it's not even a character at this point. He just looked awful. No, no, that's him. And it was just him. Yeah. That's just life. That's what happens every day. He just showed up at that bar and they decided to make a movie around it. There's like, he's here. He's already here. Yeah. He's agreed to do it for peanuts. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But one more thing on the boat that I noticed. The, the sharks are jumping out of the water, jumping onto the boat and eating people like a wood chipper. Do you see that guy get completely chomp, 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 chomp? I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. The the way that uh, sharks eat during this entire movie doesn't seem to be accurate, but what, we'll, we'll go with it. Yeah. We'll with and it. Like, for the example, if you were on the roof as a shark and you've been displaced from your ocean home, you think you'd be all like, hey, I want to eat that person. No, I think you'd oh, be like, should I just give me the, the fuck sky, out of right? here. Yeah. It would be like us getting catapulted into outer space. Literally. We would just be laying mm-hmm. there like, what the fuck just happened? We wouldn't be like, damn, I'm hungry. That just- <laughs> I know. I would be like, now is the time for me to set up a start up a fight with Veronica Roth because she pissed me off the one time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm going to tweet that so hard. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think what uh, Stephanie said last week about, you know, if a shark actually got picked up in a tornado, which I guess let's say is technically physically possible. I don't think it would be chomping people on its way down. I think it would be flailing and half dying because, again, out of the water for any given period of time, not going to work very well. And then just the force of gravity landing that body onto uh, some anything it, it's gonna die like it's not gonna be chomping yeah it's not gonna be like let me find a sewer drain and go down tara reed's backyard yeah so th- that was great all right i have but, to say yes. that this the cgi quality in this movie is so bad it is up there uh, but i it's expected with <laughs> oh, sci-fi but movies it's like expect painfully that bad. it's almost like they had the renderings in the computer and then you know like if you ever saw like the uncut scene or the uh like the bootleg of wolverine i've seen this and it's like before they put the actual effects in so it's just like jumps to the the autocad version you know that's <laughs> what it looked like it's terrible this is where we meet ian Though, uh, after, you know, after we get off the boat and we see that something impending is coming and there's some kind of like tropical storm or hurricane. Well, there's a hurricane coming. So obviously the big waves are coming out. So dude, we got to get our surfboards and got to go surfing because he's apparently 45 years old and the world's best surfer. I like that though. They, they seriously made fun of his age. So it made me feel good because I was like, you know what? You see all these shows with like surfer people in it, and they're all young mm-hmm. because their backs they're are still in yeah. tank. In in tank, their backs are still intact. They right. their knees don't kill them, and they can continuously swim towards a yeah, swim towards a wave, hop on it using all of your upper body strength, stay on it, and then when you get knocked over, it doesn't make you sore the next day. Yeah, because you know I really don't see that many no. older surfers. You see them on Shark Week. Going, yeah, dude, my buddy got eaten by a shark because we went out and we we surfed right next to this big seal colony. (laughs) I was in the water and, dude, there was blood everywhere. He's like, I don't go in the water anymore. I just sit in the old surfer's home. So right before they go surfing, we're introduced to, what is her name? Nola? Noah? What is her name? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. The young girl, the waitress in the bar. And she's wearing an apron, as you would if you're waiting tables. 
in a bikini. Like, like a full-on bikini. And the problem I have with this is clearly going to be a hygiene one. Yeah, I, I don't know. If I were a waitress on a beach and I look good in a bikini, I would wear a bikini to get the tips. I can see that from a tip standpoint. What I'm thinking of is from more of a health department standard of somebody running around with their pubic hair falling out all over my restaurant. There is no way a girl in L.A. has any pubic well, hair. you know what? Yeah, I don't care. It's still <laughs> it's still a little too... If they're going to make you wear a hair nut in the front, I think we should have to like pay, at least wear a short pair of shorts. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, like I've never seen anyone at a restaurant who like I've seen them in bikini tops absolutely but they always have some sort of shorts or a short skirt or something to you know cover the goods a little we'll bit we'll have to check with the health code because maybe <laughs> if she's not actually cooking it is not an issue I don't know I don't know maybe the bar doesn't serve food and they're not worried about bottled beverages but my and you know and then my other concern is from clearly an HR standpoint where you know Creepy John Hurd is going to grab your bikini-clad ass, and that's just gross. So, Well, I think that for all the HR issues, it was the waitress, because she was so hitting on Ian, or Ian. Yeah, oh, she loved him. She was a big fan. Yeah, so she had daddy issues, which explains the bikini and the waitressing and whatnot. Yeah, and it's funny, because he's one of those people who doesn't, he, do, he doesn't look that old. You know, he he's aged pretty well. He's, you know, I, or maybe we just knew him from when we were teenagers and he was hunky or whatever, but uh, it's kind of like, ugh, are they really like, I guess I didn't realize how young she was. I wasn't paying too much attention to that. I just figured they were going to hook up at some point. Yeah. And I didn't realize that, you know, they said, oh, she, he's got a daughter. He's got a daughter. I, I totally 100% except, expected the daughter to be like seven. Yeah, I mean. Not 17. I know. I and But she could be based on his age. So that wasn't this too big of a deal. But, you know, them developing this relationship and this story, it sounded like he only cared about his daughter. And mm-hmm. then. Yeah, I did, we didn't even know until he got to the house that he had a son. Yeah. And then I'm like, like, not even. And then I'm like, wait a second. Then why did you only want to pick up the daughter? Right. <laughs> it's like, you're a bad dad. That's why. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So they go out and they go surfing because we've got these big hurricane waves coming in. And this is the prime time. And there's a girl on the beach who is like pulling on a wetsuit, but it's taken her 10 minutes to do it. So you just like, you just know she's going to get eaten by a shark, you know, (laughs) put way too much emphasis on this girl putting on her wetsuit for it to be anything other than, you know, victim number Mm -hmm. one. And then they just start showing these sharks coming in and they are coming at like breakneck speed, right? Just droves of them. Like if you know anything about shark behavior, the only time that even happens would be like, there's like giant, you know, groups of hammerheads that float around together and migrate together, but eh, not like that and not at the surface. Like, Jesus. My, my theory is, and we maybe we find out in later Sharknado episodes, that somebody like drugged them with some kind of speed of some sort. <laughs> that what they did was they went and they ate the remains of the sharks at the Deep Blue Sea facility, which is like 10 miles from yes. there. And then now they're all these super weirdo sharks that are now going to come and attack. And I love the the classic scene of Ian Ziering racing a shark on a surfboard, 
to get to his friend on a jet ski and the shark attacks the guy on the jet ski. It does not look like this guy's going to lose his leg. And then he like literally runs around through the rest of the movie with no scar, no blood, nothing. Yeah. Like that is some kind of bullshit shark attack. <laughs> yes. I, I, and like, there was just so many, so many shark attacks on this beach just then at the beginning. Tons of them. Like, hundreds of them. Like, you might see one shark attack in a lifetime, and you're going to tell me there's 74 of them. It's just carnage, bleeding everywhere. And then the slow-mo of people getting out of the water, they're all just standing there like, what? I know. And then everybody just goes to the the bar and just has some drinks afterwards. Like, nothing big deal just happened. Just all these people nearly died or did die right in front of us. Well, again, you know, if you're... And then again, I live on the Gulf Coast, so we get a lot of hurricanes. We had a tropical storm show up like three days ago that just no notice showed up. No notice. Like they were like, we're going to be getting some rain this week. And then like two hours later, it was like, and tropical storm Imelda has hit the Freeport. We're like, what? (laughs) I wouldn't have even had time to go. Like literally, I put in a grocery order with ClickList that morning that was going to be picked up in the afternoon by Paul. And I was like, well, Jesus, I hope there's still groceries there. I know. <laughs> because it just came out of nowhere. So I get how a storm can come upon you pretty pretty quickly. But again, most people who live on a coastal area also have a plan and understand how to get out of the way. And they don't just run to the next bar that's on stilts on the beach and go, hmm, I think I'll just wait out the hurricane here in this place full of glass and boards and things that could impale me and kill me. And so many people had just died. I don't think that we're getting like that across. Like It would be like no, going no. from like a mass shooting to go and hang out the bar when you know there's more mass shootings coming. Well, or or because the victims are still laying outside the pub door. Like you're like there's there's they're out there. I mean, but it's a big what storm. Are you do? So I'm just coming in for a drink. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know, oh, and it's I mean no no apparent ambulances, no news crews. No. Like it's just like they're like, well, there's a storm, so that's what caused all these people to get eaten by sharks. And they're like, oh, that sounds plausible. All right, yeah. So then Beer he's me. like, bars closing, folks. I'm closing it up. I gotta go find my kid. And then a shark flies through the window and starts chomping on people. Yeah. <laughs> and and the waitress grabs a pool cue and stabs the shark in the head three times with the pool cue and kills yes. us. <laughs> a shark skin is going to be way too thick for that. And it would have just moved around and bit her damn leg yeah. off. Well, so he's, um, he's decided, all right, well, you can come along. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. She, they're like, come behind the bar. I've got all this, like, he's got all this guns and ammunition behind the bar. I'm like, what the fuck kind of bar are you running? Like a baseball bat, I get maybe a shotgun. Sure. He just got like, and then he's got a truckload of, like, ammo and shit. I'm like, what are you doing on the weekends, Ian? Because maybe this is why you only get to see your kid one day a month. I know. There's clearly something like, concerning this happening. A, this isn't a good um, environment for children to be in your uh, overly <laughs> armed vehicles and bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we've got the floods coming in, and they're getting out. And they get into his Jeep thing, her big truck thing. And uh, they're driving down the street, which is flooding, by the way. Um, your car doesn't really continue oh, they, to drive. They put some bullshit throwaway line in it. It's like, oh, yeah, this particular car it's is sealed. sealed. Okay. 
It's sealed, yes, but it would still be floating, yeah. is my concern. It would not be just randomly driving down the street By like the that. By the way, so, the cars in LA or on the beach aren't sealed like that either, no, no matter how Well, he went it. down to Baja once. I'm like, what, were you sealing it with cocaine? Like, what, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, that's really ridiculous. I couldn't... Now, if somebody does live in uh, Southern California and does have a sealed car because it makes sense to them, I would love to hear from you. Tweet us. I know, because how much could that Let possibly cost? But, you know, Ian has some serious money, though, because he has a beach, a, a bar right on the beach, and this special mm-hmm. sealed Jeep. And you saw the place that his ex-wife was living in. That wasn't cheap. Yeah, I don't know what that, that was bitch in did, the Hollywood that was his Hills. house. Yeah. Yeah. Why was he in the Hollywood Hills? And now he owns... I guess he was a surfer. So I guess he made all the money surfing, like an international surf star, if that's a thing, if I guess. If it's a thing, then um, uh, okay. Um, I did not know it was a thing. <laughs> I mean, I think there are. There, like, uh, There's professional oh, surfers uh, out agree. there. I've seen I, them on stuff. But, but I don't know that they're living in a house in the Hollywood Hills. Maybe like 1%. 1% of 1% are doing that. And that's fine. So, but anyway, so now we have to get out of Dodge. So we've got in the car... We've got Bikini Girl, who's still just in a bikini for a while. I don't know where she got pants eventually. Um, and and she's apparently just wielding a shotgun like she's in The Walking Fucking Dead. I <laughs> This girl's 20. How does she know how to do any of this? Uh, like, she's not concerned at all. She's just Rambo, like, right yeah. there. They've got her, uh, Ian, whatever his... I, I didn't even pay attention to character names. Oh, no, movie. nobody cares matter. about character names in this. Finn, I guess is his name, appropriately. Oh, that's a great uh, name for a shark hunter or shark killer or whatever he is. Exactly. And so then they've got the jet ski guy, whatever his name was. So he was completely recovered from his shark attack from five minutes earlier. And now they have drunk John Hurd in the car with them. So. Yeah. I don't know why they brought him. <laughs> Uh, I, guess, I guess they figured he was their best customer and they didn't want to lose his patronage if he died. Yes. And so, yeah. Which, so they're like, you know what? Let's take the 405. And by the mm-hmm. time they get on the 405, which just cracks me up because I actually know this freeway. It's completely underwater <laughs> and then surrounded on both sides by a wall, which I, I don't recall a place where it is. I'm sure it is further into towards L.A. And there's just yeah. sharks just going up and down the freeway swimming around yeah. yeah abiding by the minimum speed limit no big deal but then they right but then they've also got people who have gotten out of their cars just out of sheer frustration or just standing around and there seems to must be like i guess somehow he guns it past him and gets up to the top of this entrance tunnel of some sort and then a giant like tsunami wave full of sharks comes over the top as you do and then it starts floating down towards where these people are on dry land and standing around their cars. And then they turn around to run towards them and somehow beat the sharks there. I have no idea. Apparently the sharks aren't very good at surfing. They're not very good at anything, apparently, because they're getting beat by drunk John Hurd. And they're heading inland. You know, right? <laughs> it's not a good idea, sharks, no matter how many yummy people are out I know, there. It's like, where where do you think this is going to go after you get that bite? I mean, yeah. it's not going anywhere. So, yeah. And then I just, there was one line in there that just got me. It was like, ow, get off me. <laughs> John Hurd went to a shark. <laughs> and then it got eaten. So, yep. wah, wah. 
So I did like that the, they finally got, you know, after saving and or killing a bunch of people, uh, mm-hmm. they did get up to the Hollywood Hills. And they were like, oh, this isn't ominous at all. And then they have this big, like, pipe full of uh, right. water just <laughs> shooting out on the side of the hill. Yeah, and it's then, a drain pipe. Yeah. And yeah. and you see a, a shark, shark just uh, just swim out of it and it was like, well, they like fresh water too. So well, these, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's dive into the chlorinated pool. That'll happen. And then somehow we're going to get it's not even raining. So I don't even know where the extra water is coming from to get this up there. So that you know, then and these are supposed to be like great white sharks, right? I mean, they they have a couple others thrown in, but eh, it's but mostly- they would be way too big for this crap to happen. Yes, I I did like that they went to go to, to Tara Reed's house and to save her. And well, I guess the daughter save the daughter. They didn't give a fuck about her. Yeah, and there's like a new stepdad or boyfriend of the mom. Oh, he's a douche. I'm glad when he got eaten. Yeah, he, he was awesome getting eaten. He's like, there can't possibly be sharks in my swimming pool. And by that time, he opens <laughs> up the uh, the <laughs> the blinds and sees that oh no, not only is it in your swimming pool, but also the water is three feet above your swimming pool, and your living room's now flooded instantaneously instantaneously i did not see the water come through all of a sudden just completely filled it by the way they were in the hills so that means that everybody um below them is dead which is the entirety of the southern california coast yeah but if you watch it like from okay so yeah shark goes in eats the bad boyfriend nobody cares literally nobody cares they're like oh all right how do we get out of here then they go get back in the car and drive away and tara reed's house breaks it literally just shatters like the whole house was made of glass where's your i guess they had zero cgi budget for this movie they did not pay any extra money for the shark, no. uh, for the shark prevention um, spray and adhesive that all of the neighbors <laughs> did. No other house is damaged in the breaking of this house. It was just like her house. Yeah, you need like, to clearly get- they're after her. Just let it happen and let them take the daughter because honestly, she's kind of a bitch. Yeah. So. Oh, she was a complete <laughs> bitch. In fact, I'm just gonna. This is jumping a little bit ahead, but she says a thing. We need to go get uh, brother. I forgot his name. Uh, mm. He's at Matt. For- Matt, we need to go get Matt. He's at flight school. And then, then. <laughs> Who's Matt? Yeah. My son. You have a son? <laughs> she goes like, you have a wife? You have a kid? You have a son? It was like, clearly this guy never says a word to anybody. And she's clearly barking up a much older tree at this point. But yeah, so then about um, maybe 40 minutes later, she's like, you don't pay any attention to me. You don't love me. Everything's all about Matt. And it was like, what? You weren't even going to go get Matt until you said, let's go get Matt. (laughs) Matt has literally not been mentioned until... 30 minutes into the movie. We didn't even know Matt existed, so. Yeah, and then, but then she's mad that they're paying all this attention to Matt. And I was like, you're the one that actually pinpointed Matt. Tara didn't give a shit. Nobody no. gave a shit about Matt until you mentioned like, it. like, eh, he's fine. He's got a helicopter. He can clearly get out when there are water spouts and tornadoes flying around. Yes. No worries. So they go to get him, and now they've all piled back into this weird sealed Jeep of doom. And it is full of everything because that's when they see the school bus, right? So he goes to pull over and he's like, let me get my repelling gear out of my car yeah, and, my- and repel down to the school bus. I'm like, what is in this car? 
I know, except for what he doesn't have is a fucking winch. And, uh, so, right. and I'm like, <laughs> what? I was like, yeah, the one guy who's probably suffering from blood loss and hemophilia of some sort because he just got bitten by a shark is hand cranking these people up. Uh, what? Like the side of this overpass. And and then they get to get the fat school teacher out of the bus. He's like, my mom always said LA would kill me and then, or Hollywood would kill me. And then a piece of the Hollywood sign literally lands on him and kills him. Yeah, it was great. That was Uh, awesome. But they, that's where they blew out their CGI budget. They were like, okay, we're going to blow the Hollywood sign over. (laughs) And I want to make sure to see the H. I want to see every single letter in order. Uh, as it flies over and barely misses them. So I want the H, I want the O, I want the two L's, I want the Y, I want the W, I want the O, O, and D, and I want to see them all precision in focus, and the right. D will finally kill the dude. Like, yep. all right. <laughs> so so we finally get ahead, and we, I don't know what they did with the children. They just let them run they, they free. They just hung on out on the, the bridge, because the water the didn't freeway? get that high, yeah, on the top highway, the bridge, the overpass. Yeah, I'm like, but again, you've just left, because their teacher just got killed, so you've literally just left, like, 25 school children standing alone, and it is raining sharks. It is raining sharks. We have just left them. So we saved them to to let them die, because that's pretty much what's going to happen. Yeah, so especially if the water got up to Lindsay Lohan's house, or Tara Reed's house, sorry, <laughs> not Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> it, 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 Lindsay lived next door. She she uh, sprung for the shark proofing on yep. her uh, hill mansion. She paid the extra. She She's like, Earth, earthquake protection, shark proofing. <laughs> I need all of I, it. I need it all. She got the one salesman who was out just selling random shit. Like, I could sell anything to anybody. She got our friend Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff called and said, you know what? You need shark proofing on this house on the hill i'm just yep. telling you and she's like sign me up but i'll anyway, take it uh so they get to the okay some reason their truck dies i don't remember why truck dies they it put too much strain on it i driving thought that they were the ran out of gas no i i don't know i, was, I don't remember i was only half paying attention at that point because i'm like what is happening so they find uh they go into a liquor store Okay. Oh, so they yeah. walk into a liquor store. She's got a goddamn shotgun wandering in this liquor store and nobody blinks at it. Yeah. Well, like, it's apocalypse time. Let's yeah, just... but I was still thinking like like half of these people don't even know there's sharks flying because the news isn't reporting it accurately yet until a shark flies at the news camera and then everyone notices. They're, they're but, also but again, don't think it's like a real storm. They're like, oh, it's just rain. It's not going to cause any flooding as like 405, the major uh, the major freeway uh, right. is completely covered in water. Like, no, no, it's, it's just a storm. No big deal. It's fine. It's just going to rain a little bit. Make sure you get your click list order in early. Uh, so, so after we go through the liquor store where nobody freaks out that she's got a shotgun, and I think they just go in and take stuff and and eat it and like pay nothing, just yeah, walk back out. The guys of, just standing behind the counter, like, all right, it's yeah. Cool. In a real though emergency, there would not be any bread left. No. But they did show that this, the the shelves, shelves were, were empty, barren. But there would also yeah. not be any vodka left. Or <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how a Houston hurricane party rolls. So yeah. we yeah. stock up on the important things before we get stuck in our house with our family for the next eleven days because we know what's coming. Exactly. Mass hysteria. So yeah, you so don't want to hang they, out with your family for that long no, time no. without showers. Or just talking. I mean Oh yeah. Like, yep. you tell, oh, you think especially about how once power goes out. Ugh. 
Yeah, you think about how uncomfortable it is to talk to Aunt Mildred when you're, you know, at the family reunion for like 20 minutes, you're stuck talking to her, and now you're stuck in a house with her for like a month. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And you can eat like that's what how you get rid of the awkwardness. You're like, I need to eat. But you don't get to do that because you've eaten your hurricane supplies before the hurricane even hits because you're nervous. <laughs> that happens, yes. Every and time. I and I just went to your mind, you and you eat. I'm like, Mildred? Like <laughs> that's only that's on like day eight or Samuel so. L. Jackson goes down, so yeah, you have to let enough guy. time go by that you don't feel guilty. So it's eight or nine <laughs> days, I think. Well, you have to wait until they get to that. They have to reach the threshold of annoyance to where you don't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you have now crossed the line. You are food. So. Once you get the support from the rest of the family, it happens pretty quickly. <laughs> It's true. They're like, we'll never speak of this again until it's your turn next week, Timmy. Um, (laughs) So they make it to flight school and Matt and the other like three, four trainees are hiding behind the world's thinnest corrugated door. I don't know why. Like this is not a shelter. They're just standing there in this open warehouse full of death machines. And uh, they're like, we got to get some. Like, well, first they stole a Hummer. They they just happened to find the world's biggest Hummer that they oh, could steal. Yeah. They stole it from like a movie. It's like I a think, custom shop or yeah, something. Yeah, no, like it was a uh, rent thing, a trucks you see on TV or oh, on movies. Yeah. And so I think they were trying to insinuate it was from a Fast and the Furious movie. That was my oh, theory. Yeah. Pay attention to that but part. They're not, Anyways, they're, so you they don't s- need to pay for licensing if you don't really say it. <laughs> That's right. We just sort of marginally implied that that was a thing. Yeah. But anyway, so they, they make it to flight school. They find Matt and his friends. And then they've got a warehouse. Well, first, I think two sharks rain down and kill the two of the flight school kids because they had too many bodies and they didn't have enough extra bonus for that day. So I then like they how this- have. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, then they have the like world's biggest hardware store next door that's completely empty. Yeah, nobody nobody decided to open it up when the hordes of people that need hardware are available. But I don't know who goes, you know what? I'm being chased by a giant shark. You know what sounds good to me? Chainsaw. Chainsaw. You know how close your arms have to get to a shark's mouth to cut its head off with a chainsaw? Like a chainsaw? This is not like you want a ranged weapon, I think, with, with <laughs> flying sharks. I don't think you want something that has to be two inches from your face before you can deal with it. Especially since Ian Ziering clearly knows how to, to shoot things. But yet mm-hmm. he goes for something that you need like a little three foot uh, range with. But and I was like, and what happens when the gas power runs out? Or is was it charged on the wall last week? You don't know. You didn't. You don't work there. No, when you so buy no a chainsaw, cords. they generally aren't filled with gas. No. And if, you know, if it's electric, it's got to be plugged in. That's not happening. That's just a bad choice. And the Tara Reed goes for like the hedge clippers. I'm like, really? That's. She's that, like, I can do this. I can hedge clip. I, I got this. And now we're not fighting anymore. We're just standing next to each other quietly. Yeah. And so, but of course, teenage daughter <laughs> is pouting because. Teenage daughter pouting. Son walks in immediately ready to put a play on the girl who yeah. is in love with his dad. Like. That was like, yeah, so they're in the hardware store, and he's like, what happened to you? You've clearly got a shark wound on your leg. What happened? Because she's got this secret past, and she's changed her name and all this. She literally tells the Quint story in the middle of a hardware store. Yes. Six people went into the water. One little girl came out, and the sharks took the rest. I'm like, that is copyright infringement right there. (laughs) (laughs) Also, by by this point, I've also started tracking 
uh, how many actual sharks I see in this movie, like footage of real sharks, and we're at two. There are uh, only two in the whole movie. Did you count the time where they went from above the aerial shot and there was a shark like hanging out on the helicopter pad? Because that was <laughs> my favorite because sh- he was all like wiggling around like this sucks. Every, <laughs> every helicopter pad in town had one on it. And right <laughs> in the dead bullseye, I was like, really? That storm has got a better, you know, eye than the pilot who would land a plane who could you not do it You know, the CGI guys were like, this is awesome. Like, they're using right. it like Facebook stickers. And you get a shark. If you get a shark. If you get a shark. They're like, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. <laughs> <laughs> no one else will notice. We're like, what a bet. <laughs> That's funny. Every, every rooftop, one, every rooftop has a helicopter pad. And two, every rooftop is covered with one shark in the middle of their helicopter pad perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the teenage girl being a bitch right now, though, drives me crazy. Like, you don't pay enough attention to me. It's like, all you care about is the fact that sharks are raining from the sky and killing everybody. Right? <laughs> it's not about you, Dad. Yeah. Sometimes you me. gotta think about us. Right. So, like, you think about other people more than you think about yourself. He's like, that's why I'm here to get you, you dumbass. Otherwise, I'd be sitting at home in a bomb shelter watching a shark swim by. Yeah. Well, that's awkward. <laughs> Yeah, so now they decide they're going to make a bomb and stick it in the helicopter that Matt, apparently at flight school, learned how to fly that is damaged. But they're going to fly it anyway, because nothing could possibly go wrong with a bomb and a helicopter and a tornado that they're going to try to uh, destabilize. Apparently, the science of this is that (laughs) if you throw a bomb inside a tornado, it goes away. I'm not sure that's that's good sound science. <laughs> if you're a meteorologist or and a bomb expert, I guess call us and let us know if this is a thing. Yeah. I'm going to go with probably not. Uh, and I'm also thinking about the potential for collateral damage that's going to happen oh, when yeah. you do this. You technically just dropped a bomb on the city of L.A., but three. everything's fine. Yeah, oh, yeah it's three, totally yeah. fine. Nobody cares. So they do this three times, and then uh, oh, Nova Nova falls out of the sky. Oh, wait, no, wait. The guy gets eaten, bit by a shark again. Jet ski guy. Yeah. Like a shark comes and gets it. I was like, what the fuck is this guy's leg made out of? Because he's just, <laughs> the shark is just like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. It's like literally chewing on his leg like sharks chew. I'm like, that. what are you doing? Yeah, like, he hey. made a gigantic bomb using a propane tank. And then and the, the Hummer. Yes, and the uh, the other ones in the helicopter just had a little baby propane tank for like creme brulee and stuff, and so <laughs> uh, they were. That's well, what they when were. You're in a helicopter, you, you, you might need, need to also creme brulee. So they had this whole very ornate thing. So first you pull the pin, then you wait three seconds, then you turn the knob, and then you you know flip right. this over, and then you talk to the shark for a little bit, and then we do a <laughs> countdown, and then you throw it at him. So real simple stuff. You know, and we're not being asphyxiated by the propane leaking out of this thing no, at all no. at this point in yeah. the in the rolling helicopter of death, which the rotors alone are going to make the static electricity set that bomb off. So anyway, uh, they they get two of them out, I guess, and then Nova, uh, a shark hits her from the hurricane from the tornado coming down. A shark eats her. Yes, it was awesome. And let me tell you yeah. why. Because the reaction on Matt's face is exactly the reaction <laughs> you'd hate was with this shock. <gasps> and then, what, what the fuck happened? Like, but kind of laughing because, like, can you believe that shit just happened? The right. shark just came out and got her from a helicopter? Like, right. It's like, 
that is that is a first. I'm yeah, pretty sure like, that is a first. Yeah, she was hot, but man, that's a good way to die, right? Right. <laughs> like you gotta go. <laughs> so this and apparently this same shark is now falling to the earth slightly slower than Matt can land a helicopter safely. And as the the shark hits down, it aims. I think it's going after the bitchy daughter because she's just like a thunder cunt and nobody wants to deal with her anymore. And the shark wants to eat her. So, of course, Ian's got to save her. So he knocks her out of the way. And then, like, now he is um, into the shark because the shark has landed on top of him and he is chainsaw up in the air. He jumped with the chainsaw (laughs) in front of him like crouching tiger, hidden dragon shit. Threw into the shark, even though they just showed when he goes like at it perpendicularly, mm-hmm. it like kills him and there's yeah, not an yeah. issue. But no, he's like, I'm going to right sacrifice myself with chainsaw. Well, but but see, here's the here's what you don't understand, or here's what people don't understand, I guess, about sharks. They don't really have like a throat, like they're really swallowing things. They just kind of move through to the digestive tract. So by the time it got to like the stomach, one, it would have had, it would have already chomped you. And two, you know, it had been dead because it would have hit the ground at such force that it would have been ridiculous. But then, you know, <laughs> I can't believe we haven't st- talked about that yet. Okay. Right. <laughs> but, but we've got this giant, now the shark is dead because, you know, assumedly it's the chainsaw and not the impact that has killed the shark. And then they're like, oh, my God, the world is so sad. He's gone. And then he cuts his way out of the shark with a fucking chainsaw. And he's not the only one in there. It, <laughs> he got the exact well. same shark that Nova got. The same shark. And he somehow did not slice her up with this chainsaw in the process. So I'm like, all right. I just, I, I'm like, I'm done. This is the, thankfully, this, this, this is the end of the movie because... Wow. This is when I think that I think this scene was added when they realized how stupid the movie was. <laughs> exactly. We need to stand around and go, that'll do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, they were like, oh, okay. So the shark fatal <laughs> premise is a little ridiculous. We right, need to right. show that we get it. And right. then let's add this scene to the, to just, let's just <laughs> pop like, it on the we're, end. We're a joke. And now we're going to make sure people think we were in on the joke. So. Yeah. But like normally when people have like these jokes, they make fun of themselves in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But this did not really do that until like, it, it yeah. really didn't. It was just, there yeah, was nothing. L- like Deep Blue Sea totally did it. With LL Cool J going, I know what yes. happens to guys like me in this movie. Like referencing something, stuff exactly. like that, you know. Yeah, exactly. Or this is some Jaws bullshit. Or, you know, something yeah. like, again, referencing, like, then this is just like, sharks are falling from the sky, and now they're walking with their pectoral fins down the street and eating people. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you understand that a shark doesn't even have bones. It can't really stay. If you ever see a shark on the beach, it's flat. You ever notice that? Like, they're yeah. not their normal water shape because they need the water to fill their bodies out. So when they come onto the land, they get all squished and flat. Whales do the same thing, squished and flat, because they don't have that, you know, that buoyancy. The water is expanding their bodies. And so now, not only are they raining and splatting, they would also be flat. Yeah. So I watched this movie on an airplane. (laughs) And I I just downloaded it to my iPad. So I was just like, so I wouldn't bother anybody. I'm just imagining the person sitting next to you. I think it was really, yeah, well, Craig was next to me, thank God. But I just kept laughing, like, just like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then, like, Craig would look over, and he wasn't couldn't hear anything. And he's like, 
did that shark just go in that car? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's not. <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah, that's actually the most plausible part. We're good. We're good. That's the uh, 405, exactly. by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that science works compared to the rest of it. And then, yeah, it was, I mean, it was great. And then, yeah, uh, Tara Reed's boyfriend getting eaten. That, that was, was awesome. The best. Yeah. Okay. I have to say, uh, my the, the one thing that I noticed about this movie, or the, or the most exceptional thing I think I noticed about this movie, I think that their fake blood budget has to rival Kill Bill 1. <laughs> There's a lot of blood in it. And then a lot of blood in water. And so like, yeah. And you know that you had to actually put quite a bit of fake blood in the water to see it like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Way more than even just even just the scene at the very end where they cut themselves out of the shark and now are covered in all this visceral gore. And you're just like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) exploding sharks everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, there was a lot of exploding sharks. And then what did you think about the ending song for this one? Did you happen to hear that I on don't your think iPad? I'd, oh, you know, I was actually, my plane landed and I was still watching uh, the show. And so I was holding the iPad, walking out the airplane, like laughing. <laughs> and so I really yeah. didn't get to pay a lot of attention at the time. The ending song for Sharknado, we'll have to find it. It sounds like a cheerleading song. Like, it's almost like an Oh, Mickey, You're So Fine kind of thing. Except oh, it was. not it good was, at oh, all. Oh, Mickey, You're So Fine in another language. No, that's in the Meg. That was in the Meg. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, no, that, but that's, I think that's a funny reference to it a little bit, even that they, you know. Well, they both but ended again, it the, with Finn instead of the end. Yeah, the end scene of this is just like a cheerleading, boppy little teenager kind of song. It's very strange. So, that's funny. So that was Sharknado and our first experience ever watching it. I and, am not going to watch the sequels because you know what? They never live up to the original. So <laughs> I can only imagine. But I, I'm just saying, I I think I get it now a little bit more in the, this is so fucking stupid. I, I'm just laughing, but I don't think I could ever watch it again. I really, oh no, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was great to watch the one time and then, you know, yeah, because Craig was like, is that, a, is that a shark on a building? I'm like, yes, that's not the point. Yeah, All right, continue. Yeah, there's, How, there's sharks on every building, perfectly I, I can't keep talking to you, Craig. I'm listening to major plot points. <laughs> <laughs> I might <laughs> miss something because the dialogue was riveting. It I, was amazing. I love it that every, that, like, this is how every scene started. There's no sharks. Then, right. <laughs> Oh, okay. They're sharks. They're sharks. <laughs> That's how they're every sharks. scene was. You, they run across somebody new and they're like, what are you crazy? They're still sharks. Rah. All right. <laughs> but that person gets bit by the shark. So apparently if you walk around denying the existence of sharks, you will in fact get eaten by one. So, you know, fair warning. But anyway, so that's Sharknado. I loved it. Yeah. It was so... <laughs> Now, um, I think I've talked about this before, is that we have friends that do um, a podcast, and it's all about bad movies, but like how Mm -hmm. good they are. Yep. And I think this one does not qualify as being a good, so bad it's good one, Mm -hmm. but uh, Deep Blue Sea definitely does. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, And so, uh, in fact, we're probably going to have them on the show, and they're going to tell us some terrible movies to watch to appreciate Yes, I got to go on their show and do terrible movie that was awesome. So what terrible movie was it, or is it not out yet? Oh no, this was out last year. Uh, I did Zeus and Roxanne with them, which is a Steve Gutenberg, Kathleen Quinlan film about a dog and a dolphin who fall in love. Oh, 
<laughs> that's, that's I actually sweet. really love the movie, but it's not a good movie when you go break it down. It's very funny, but it also totally inspired us to uh, to fall in love with Steve Gutenberg, and we gave him the nickname the Goot. And so, if you ever see us on Twitter talking about the Goot, that is what we were talking about. Yep. Because he's fucking hot in that movie. And I'm like, when did what? that happen? Yeah. Yes. I'm like, why? You're He's ripped? Like, what is happening? I don't understand. <sighs> this month was almost a goot timber. So for the theme month. But shark month went out in my toss. So yeah, what would the charity have been? <laughs> well, we didn't do a charity for bat month. I just didn't want to no, give money I mean, for sharks. You know, uh, Bruce Wayne already has enough money, right? Right. Bruce yeah. Wayne doesn't need any fucking charity. Yep. So, hey, let's take a quick break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the top five things that we learned from Shark Month. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. And tonight. Tonight. Like every night, we bring you <laughs> questionable movies and pass the lessons that we've learned on to you. As well as we go over some great beer and funny third thing. Yes, we're excellent beer reviewers, and as BJCP certified beer judges, we sort of know what we're talking about in regards to that. The movies? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to hear us talk about uh, odd movies, and uh, is he talking about BJing? Woo! Uh, listen to us at eilfm.podbean.com. That's everything I learned from movies.podbean.com. Hey, honey, are you ready to pop that top? <sniffs> Woo! My top! Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the defenders. Yeah. But I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, Also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. I was actually just going to tell you that it's officially fall because I am drinking my first pumpkin uh, beer. Oh, Lord. Yep. I'm going to send a shark to land on your house. <laughs> I'm already so sick of listening to pumpkin this and pumpkin that. Yeah. And I think technically we got two more days of summer here. But, well, technically you're listening to it on my birthday Friday. So, yeah. yeah. Fan yeah. X was, um, was uh, the first week of September. So right after Labor mm-hmm. Day. Every day I had a pumpkin spice latte. Well, see, here in Texas, fall comes much later. Uh, it usually comes around February, the end of November, beginning <laughs> of December, sometimes. And then it goes away again. 
and uh, comes back. Summer comes back with a vengeance somewhere right around the 15th of December where you're walking around in shorts going, I'm trying to shop for Christmas presents and I'm walking in shorts. So this whole thing is very confusing. Well, the leaves do not fall off the trees until January. Yeah. No. Well, we we have only half the trees here turn colors or do anything anyway. No, no. It's the it's Texas, so yeah, most of our trees stay green or dead. We have two two colors, green or dead. <laughs> so, how how have you felt about Shark Month? I have had such a good time with it I this month. Had, I have had it's been so much fun. I've been love. I'm watching all these movies, and they're so cheesy, but they're like they're but they're fun. Awesome. Yeah, it's like I when I picked the theme, I wasn't a hundred percent sure how it would how it would play out if it would end up being like boring or like weird. But I've had so much fun with it. And then again, since we've come up with top five list every week and poking fun at things, it, you know, it's it's been a blast. I loved being able to have Stephanie on last week to give us some actual shark knowledge. And then I was actually pretty excited to know that like most of what she was talking about, I knew from my PhD in Shark Week. So <laughs> it's like I've been watching them since I was 10 years old. So, you know, I don't know. It's a lot longer than most people go to school for that shit. So, yes. Yep. So let's let's talk about like our top five favorite things that we've we've gotten out of Shark Month or things that we've learned that we maybe didn't know before. I'll tell you what I learned that I did not know before. What's that? Um, so it was as Stephanie from Shark Allies that told us that there is no such thing as a shark feeding frenzy. Yeah. I mean, I was like, no, no, there's feeding frenzies. I, I see. It I all think over. there there are with smaller sharks. I think she's talking about like the large predatory, like the the tigers and the great whites and things like that. That they are much more ordered. But I think like reef sharks and stuff do have that because you see it on TV. I've seen it like on Shark Week episodes. You yeah, know. but it's usually surrounding like a bait ball and tuna and like it's a it's an event and it happens very very infrequently and it also happens like way away like this is not something that again you're going to step a toe in the water and then like that's not that's not happening so well i mean the the movie that we saw that was it was the meg that we were talking about it was full Big, big sharks that were part of this feeding frenzy. So it was interesting. Right. To, she's like, no, really, like the biggest one would go up and then the better ones would back away and then the big one would take his bite and go off and stuff. So yeah, I thought that it was makes interesting. Sense. It makes sense, though, because if you think about other large predators like lions and, you know, tigers and stuff, they do the same. Like there's, you know, there's a hierarchy. It's, you know, and and the biggest one or the most dominant one goes first and then everybody comes in afterwards and gets their... You know, it's it's as you get smaller and smaller that that animals scrap for food a little bit more. So like a lion versus a hyena. Hyena is going to fight with another hyena. But the lions are like, I'll wait my turn. You know, I got till Tuesday. It's fine. Yep. You don't want to get you don't want to get in the way of a larger predator and its prey. Yeah, it's never a good plan. So what else did we enjoy about this? I really enjoyed going back. Okay, so I will say today, uh, our friend Kitty uh former guest Kitty messaged us on Facebook and said, hey, BBC America is having a Jaws marathon. So, yay. And I'm like, oh, well, I know what I'm doing this afternoon before yep. we record. I'm going to soak it in. And it's it was really funny to me. And I, I think I kept texting you saying, God, I wish we would have covered Jaws 3 because, oh, my God. So <laughs> I watched the last couple minutes of, of Jaws 4 just because that's when I came in. 
And then they played Jaws 3, which was my first ever Jaws movie. I think yours as well. Why did they go and backwards? This is what, I, but this is the thing. They went Jaws 4, Jaws 3, Jaws 1, Jaws 2. I'm like, what is, what? Like, I don't know who's pro- programming this. Some, some Brit in New York is drunk somewhere because I don't know what happened. But I watched, I was watching through these movies again and just like, just noticing how different the sequels are from like the original feeling and the original intent intent of Jaws. You know, that was, that was very dark. It had a very, you know, a very specific film feel to it, the whole thing. And then just as they went on, it turned into like a circus. (laughs) And Jaws 3, Jaws 3, if you have not seen it in a while, it's, it is a 3D movie. And when it plays on TV and you've got no glasses, holy crap. And now that they've updated it, I guess, so we can even see it on these digital TVs, how they do. The graphics are so bad. Like at the end, when the shark explodes, there's literally like chunks of stuff that are flying at the camera. And then it's like bone, bone, (laughs) tooth, like just... It's random things that, again, I guess if they were coming at you in 3D might be a little bit more of a shock factor. But just seeing them on TV was like, oh, my God, that's funny. Yeah, I think I remember that they were they in our TV guide. We got um, the little 3D glasses when that came out on television. Yeah. yeah, they did. And they were always crap. You remember the little oh, they were awful. cardboard yeah. ones? Yeah, terrible. One side red, one side blue. Yeah, I can't deal with 3D glasses anymore since I wear actual glasses. I can't. Yeah. They don't work for me. They don't work very well when you're layering them over another pair of glasses to be able to see. So. All right. So what else have we learned from Shark Month? Oh, wow. Well, we've learned that there (laughs) is definitely a a pattern to the shark movies. Mm -hmm. They're all very similar. Yeah, they found the formula that works, and they work it. That's a all lot. that. You, that's all you really want, though. You know, first you got uh, young people uh, doing stupid things and getting eaten. That starts mm-hmm. it. Then yeah. you have a scientific um, community that is completely sequestered, surrounded by sharks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have people that do not believe a word they say. Yeah. Also, anybody that goes to said uh, area that is not from there is treated like an outsider and is subject to ridicule until yep. they eventually get eaten by a shark. With the exception of the mayor from Jaws, he stayed. God, he needs to get eaten by a shark. Ugh. That's the other thing I was realizing at the end of Jaws 3. Because, again, in any shark situation, I'm usually rooting for the shark. Like, if it's a seal, if it's a dumb human, I'm, I'm on the shark side with this. And never so much as in Jaws 3 when I really, really want the, like, the director of SeaWorld, this Calvin guy, so Louis Gossett, Louis Gossett, ugh, Louis Gossett Jr. plays. I want him to get eaten so fucking bad. And, of course, he makes it. And you're like, what the? That guy is a douche. Like, literally everything that they did to stop the shark, he goes in and undoes for some reason. And then the shark gets out and kills more people. I'm like, this is his fault. Like, you are a terrible administrator. This is my problem. You hire an expert. 
they hire, uh, you know, Chief Brody's son, Michael, and, you know, to come in and build stuff and do stuff. You hire an expert, just like any job, and then you ignore them completely and do something completely stupid. Yeah. And people die. Dumb. Yep. That's a very good, um, or, or it's a corporation covering their ass. Right. Like, uh, in, uh, that was the Meg. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I did like that in Jaws 3, it was actual SeaWorld. And this is back before, you know, back, I guess, when companies could realize that you could imagine this would happen at one of their parks and, hey, this is great advertising. And then they probably went, huh. Hmm. Yeah, we probably shouldn't have put our name on that. <laughs> Not, mm. It should have been and like this is also Sea Earth when, or something or, you know. Like when SeaWorld was actually on the ocean as opposed to now. It's like the one we have in Texas since in San Antonio. I know there's like one in Cleveland or something. In the middle. Yeah. I'm like, it's like there's no there's no ocean here. There's no sea here. Yep. So uh, I will also say that Jaws 3 is the reason that I know the difference between a shark being a fish and a whale being a mammal. Because it is said in that movie, and I heard learned that at a young age, and that is always what my brain goes to when somebody asks me the question. So Ah, well there you go. Yes. So <clears throat> all right, what else we got? Let's see. This was I I just had so much fun this month. I really I, It has I been really, a lot of fun. I, I'm looking forward to doing it again at some point for with another shark month. There is probably yeah, five maybe. more shows, uh, four or five more shows mm-hmm. at some point, or there will be new ones. So at some point we'll come back to it, but, or maybe we'll just do a shark week again. If something cool comes up, I don't know. So maybe we don't have five new lessons, but I, I bet you know more about sharks now than you did coming into it. I definitely do. Yeah, I hope our listeners do as well. So if you guys learned some cool stuff about sharks from listening to our episodes, then definitely tweet us and let us know because we'd love the feedback. Um, yeah. Um, I learned that uh, sharks can fall from a tornado that's above uh, a building straight to the ground and still be chomping at the bit to get you. Chomp, 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 chomp. And because I know again, it's chomping the- at the bit, but it's better when it's you talk about sharks that is chomping. <laughs> Yeah, so no physics involved, no gravity. No, no. Those those sharks are like, <laughs> hey, that sucked. Okay, let's let me continue to eat people. That didn't they hurt. Know. Yeah, because because again, when you get shot into outer space or let's just say the ocean where you can't breathe, eating is your number one priority. Ooh, yes, Jaws in space. Where's that? Is that one out yet? <laughs> it, uh, copyright nerdy bitches podcast yeah. <laughs> somebody's gonna come in and try to stake that up that that was one thing that i learned in this is that you can have a really really fucking stupid idea and still make a ton of money on it yeah because who came up in a meeting and said you know what sharks plus tornadoes and a chainsaw yep go and then they said fuck, we're going to make six of these. And I'm like, you know, I got a lot of ideas. We talk a lot about cool stuff on the show. We just need like a, we need a, we need a backer is what we need, I think, because, because we don't have the money. Like we need to find someone to take our cool ideas and make them into stuff instead of more stupid ideas getting made into stuff. But if that stupid idea can get made, your stupid idea can get made too. Yes. And so first we need a C-list celebrity from the nineties. Then we need a (laughs) C-list celebrity from the two thousands to get the younger demographic. Then we'll need a C-list celebrity from Disney and we'll get it all going uh, and uh, have them attack some sharks and we've got it. 
Done. It's just, yeah. Well, while knowing absolutely nothing about sharks. Yeah. That's so, one does thing somebody that, uh, know how to use Adobe Premiere? Let's just, let's just CGI <laughs> some shit. That's right. And, and it's like Stephanie said, she knows the director from Deep Blue Sea and has talked to him. And he said, when I made this movie, I didn't know anything about sharks. And I really wish that I would have known more, you know, and I don't how know do that that would have made the- for a living. Your job is to make a movie about sharks. Maybe watch a documentary. Maybe. Right. Just one. Just watch an episode of Shark Week. It's fine. Get some knowledge. But I think that's that's the thing. Like so many people make these movies and they're like, oh, let me just do this thing. And rah, scary. Chomp, chomp. I cannot tell you how many times I bust out laughing watching any of the Jaws movies when the shark comes out of the water and roars like a lion. I'm like, that doesn't happen. (laughs) It's also apparently doesn't happen with dinosaurs either, but they're like, we got to make it. We got to make the dinosaurs make something or else then they just sneak up on you. They got to make something. Well, apparently their thing would be really more like a squawk and not Mm -hmm. a roar. I'm like, yeah, that's a bird. Yeah. That doesn't look good on television, so we can't have it go up and the T-Rex go, ah! (laughs) 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 Because who would take that seriously? And then you'd get eaten. So all of your primal instincts would just be backwards, and it would be great for the predator and not that great for the prey. Yeah, so like a big big apex predator could get Mm -hmm. away with having a funny little Saudi roar or whatever, because you'd laugh and you'd get eaten. So, you know, deal with it. But like, if you're mid-level and, you know, you're finding something that's about the same as you on the food chain and you have a funny little roar Mm -hmm. and, you know, it would just be embarrassing because then it's like, oh my God, all of everything that, you know, all this (laughs) self-esteem I brought to it is now gone. Um, I, really, I think it would just, it's like snapping you out of something, right? Because like, we run, we run, we're scared, we're scared, roar, scare, scare. And then it goes, and you're like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, boom, done. And I was like, you know, that would be the perfect predatory tactic. So like, if you decide to become a, like a mass serial killer in a, a horror movie, maybe just make a weird chicken noise at some point, And then they'll stop running and turn around and look at you. Because I'm like, pretty sure what? that's what would happen. Is that, what you, like, is that what? noise like, what you just made? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, yeah. Or like where the serial killer you're hiding, you know, those memes where it's like, I'm hiding from a serial killer. The serial killer's like, sweet Caroline. And I'm like, bomb, bomb, damn it. Like, <laughs> every time. We get you every time. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I, had, I, I, I just cannot get over how much fun I've had with Shark Month. And I, yeah. I just... I thank you for indulging me in this oh, one it's for been, my birthday. It's, it's so. been a blast. I got to see a lot of movies that I had not seen. Um, I'd seen Jaws, but that was the only one. Yeah, yeah. So I got to experience uh, what it was like to be shocked when Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> got killed in Deep Blue Sea. And you'll never experience that again. That is a one-time only shock. So, yeah. And then what you what you will find, I will guarantee you, is if you watch the movie again with someone else... When you get to that scene, you will stop watching the movie and you will turn to whoever is watching it with you who has not yet seen it and you will wait to see their reaction <laughs> to that happening. Oh, because that great. has happened to me every time. Oh my God, that's so funny. Oh, it's the best. I don't know. These movies are such a, they're just a gift from the wee baby Seamus. I don't even know. <laughs> they're just, I don't know. So 
Yeah. So I've I've enjoyed doing these theme months. We did one in April that month for you. We did this one here. So maybe this is something we'll do going forward. And if you are one of our Patreons, maybe you can help us out and shoot us some theme ideas because we'd love to hear from you. We'd also love your support. So if you want to get your topic ideas into us, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash nerdy bitches, give us some money and we'll listen to your ideas. So yes. All right. And then I think that uh, we should probably prepare people pretty soon. We're going to have a good Omens book and show review. Yes. So very uh, soon. You know, it's on Amazon Prime. Go ahead and watch it so we can chat about it. Yeah, I actually have to still watch it. I did finish the book, but I I need to go watch the show. Um, I do want to give one more shout out. I got to give a shout out to our newest patron, Steve, who is now joining us. And we are super excited for that. And it is not my horrible ex, Steve. It's Steve and... Steve from the Nerd Cantina is awesome. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. So better Steve. There you go. Yeah, better Steve. Thank you. Thank you, better Steve. We appreciate your patronage. So also want to take a chance to remind our listeners about the great uh, aromatherapy and essential oil products that they have over at Frankly and Murr. Um Obviously, I do love Spray the Bitch Away because it's a great gift. <laughs> mm-hmm. People <laughs> and, are surprised. <laughs> yeah. and uh, But there's there's all kinds of different ones. And there's uh, even rollers and things that make it a little easier for you to take with you. So mm-hmm. go ahead and check them out. Uh, they're at frankieandmer.com. And if you use the coupon code nerdy bitches, is it nerdy bitches or nerdy? Nerdy bitches. It's, it's full on nerdy bitches. N-E-R-D-U-I bitches. i'll spell that for you b-i-t-c-h-e-s and go ahead and uh get your get yourself a uh 15 off so again we thank you guys for hanging with us for shark month and we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming starting next week um again please 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 we would love for you to go and support our new friends at shark allies we have a fundraiser that is going to be up on facebook through september 30th so go throw a couple dollars their way. Again, they're a super small grassroots organization that, you know, they need the funding and they need the help. So any little bit will help. You can go to our Facebook page, just Nerdy Bitches Podcast, search in your uh, Facebook toolbar and uh, yep. give them some money or you can go join us on Patreon and give us some money and, you know. Yeah, I know. We got to we got to save the sharks and so it's a really good organization. It was a lot of fun listening to Stephanie and talk about it. So, yeah, that's one of the things that I have gotten out of this probably the most was having now that contact with her and somebody who is directly involved in this because again, I've been such a big fan for a really long time. You know, you as an everyday person, it's like what can I do to help? How can I do these things? So this is something that I can do you know, we can bring outreach through our show, we have a platform, we can work with that. But also, I can now talk to them and say, hey, how can I help you? So maybe there will be more collaborations in the future. We'll see. Who knows? Yep. It was a lot of fun. So uh, I guess we will see you guys next time. Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com.
<laughs> <laughs> Almost did a spit take on that one. 